Episode 5 of The Bounty of Being Lowry In the previous episode, I promised to say a little bit about the dreamer and the dream-turner. In my experience, and check and see if there's any, any uh, resemblance to your experience, the night shift is very different to the day shift. The night reveals something that the day cannot reveal. And the night also opens doors to realms of um, perception that rise from the subconscious, the unconscious, the dark, the one that is in the shadow, and brings it into life in the dream world. I have been seeing dreams from very early on in my life. Not all people do. Check and see if you can connect with the fact that at some point in your life you have seen dreams, daydreams, fantasies, visions, possibly, nightmares, whatever you might associate with what is in the other part of the night and day cycle, dark and light cycle. It may as well be something that you see in your day perception when you travel into unknown places where all of a sudden by coincidence it just so happens that something comes to your attention your perception your experience a sound a sight something that moves all of a sudden and changes your perspective Every place that I inhabit, a perspective opens in front of me, around me, above me, behind me. My day awareness always looks ahead, uh, where my nose is pointed to, which is good, because if I don't look at where my nose is pointed to, I'm not uh, <laughs> walking in a straight line, so to say. I'm, and it's okay. I mean, I may meander and I do meander. And in my dreams, wonderful different perspectives open up. I may appear in various guises in my dreams. I at least, I've seen the wonder of uh, appearing in whatever form may be possible. And yet, in the dream world, it's, um, it's formless. It's... Uh, it's an energy more than, uh, more than uh, a very concrete uh, kind of a thing in form. I may appear in, in the air. I may appear in all the guises. They're, they're like um, uh, dresses that I, the dreamer, take on when I'm, I'm walking through that uh, part of the uh, night psyche, which is really, in some ways part of the 
much water. Water is the realm of dreams. It's like watercolor, where a scene may shift from one into other uh, in a in a sliding scale, and all of a sudden, I I have dreamt, for example, that I'm all of a sudden my next step takes me off the ground and I'm flying in the air. Or I may dive into the watery realm and notice that I can breathe underwater. An amazing world opens in the night shift. I've noticed in my dreams, especially once I became conscious of this appearance in my dreams, a figure appears that I call the dream teller. And there is no fixed form to the dream teller, except that in my dreams, it's primarily a she, uh, an older woman, usually partially disfigured in some way, and yet so beautiful. And I never see the full face. I only see a portion of the figure. But I've become aware of the fact that whenever this dreamteller figure appears in my dream, I'm electrified in some ways. I'm paying attention. She's carrying a message for me. And I see that dreams are message carriers. The night psyche is an amazing place where anything and everything can find an appearance, uh, a figure, a living figure that moves through the dream, which is naturally a part of my own constitution, my, my body psyche in, uh, in, in just another perspective. Check and see if anything sparks something in your presence, in your body presence, your body psyche. I, the speaker, the one that I'm speaking to you, the listener, have been dreaming ever since I can remember anything. And those dreams have been really, really important for me when they arise from time to time from my body psyche. In new form, new, uh, new storyline on this pilgrimage into form and formless. I have really no body in those dreams. My body plasm starts radiating, pulsing my toes and my feet and my hands, saying, yes, yes, remember, remember, I am no body before I'm embodied. And the night psyche gives me the night shift, which has many portions to it, many, many portions to it, gives me um, an opportunity and a and a wonderful journey through different layers of, well, whatever I'm composed of, whatever my composition or my compost is composting and composing all this time. 
So I'm more or less um, in form, but mostly formless, much more shadow than light. And I notice that as I'm speaking now, I've let my eyes close. So I'm in less form and more formless. And the radiation of this formless is infusing my body being, and I'm on my theme. I'm connected to the bounty of being Lowry, being life, as I am, just like this, just now. And I have this opportunity to speak to the other, the unknown other, you, the, thou, breathing the same breath of life as I am in this body, in the same boundless space that we inhabit, which is true right now, because I, I cannot see, I cannot sense, I can sense the boundary line between my my inner plasm and my outer, outer, outer plasm or the space where I'm still a little bit more in matter than, and, and form. But if, if, if I'm asked right now, oh, what's the matter, Lowry? I said, nothing's the matter. Nothing's the matter. Nothing's the matter, Billy Batter. So my batter is very fluid and very uh, transparent and more space, more space to be. More watery, I notice that uh, there is a moisture opening in my, in my breath. And I am resting in the bounty of being no body, but being something, nothing, not something. But uh, perhaps batter is, <laughs> batter is a good word, because it's like a, um, a dough that I'm uh, um, uh, squishing a little bit with my, the, the movements of my, my, my senses which makes it more airy so the batter can rise and open open the spaces between bits of this and this and that. And I notice that my breathing is opening deeper. I notice I'm at the same time sinking further into the earth as is appropriate my heels are roots into the earth. My sound is rising from a deeper and deeper and deeper place in the earth, since I am an earth being. And the crown of my head, which is a crown. <laughs> I'm being crowned. into this place, this body being, 
this plasm, this, this wonderful batter that has no matter in it. So in a way, I'm partially in the dream psyche. And I rest in this space, and I, I invite you to rest in your body batter and see if you can see that there's nothing the matter now. My breathing is relaxing. My whole body being is relaxing. I'm sinking deeper and deeper downwards, and at the same time my whole <laughs> skin bag is, is uh, expanding and contracting in rhythm, a bit like a balloon, or more uh, a veil that uh, opens and closes and lets through it, that something I'm resting in my being and I'm waiting for something to rise from here, but I I I obey the call to remain as I am. There is a guiding intelligence in everything that is intelligent. And intelligence is always purposeful. So I'm obeying this call to not go forward until I'm ready. And there is no impatience in my body being, my my stuff. Check and see. Check and see. And check and see, can you release the impatience? Because I'm not in a hurry. And the minute I notice that I'm not in a hurry, the space tells me there's no hurry to go anywhere. So I rest in this ground of body being, earth being, and I notice or perceive that the energetic, whatever you want to call it, and I may call it different names, yet, because there is a saying, if I remember right in English as well, that a beloved child has many names. And one of the important names is you, the other, the one through whom I'm reflected something that I cannot see.
and I return to the dream teller again because to me she represents that guiding intelligence that calls me to see what I still can't see yet. I move to recount a dream. There are really three actors in the dream. No name. I'm acquainted in some ways with one of the three, but I have no name for his or her, and in that sense, that's already the guest, the other. Uh, no gender, no name, no recognizable features, but um, a connection. There's a place in space, really no form, but the space is important because the purpose of entering that space is to um, find the possibility of healing something. This friend, the other, um, and I have been in some ways informed that uh, our constitution, our genetic composition, the genome, or whatever it is that we are composed of, the, the particulars, the blood types, all the rest of it, how, how uh, medical science and uh, medical knowledge has really, really uncovered some of the mysteries of this uh, this living body, they have informed us that um, there's a lack of some piece of something in, in one of us that might be found if we enter into, into a device that has been developed which... Uh, um, checks and probes our uh, genome, our blood types, uh, and all the many various others. This is really, this is really futuristic stuff in some ways, because all we have to do is sit in that space and this probe will go through us and see if we have a compatible composition that might help in changing something in, in that composition. So, there we are, and it's only a place and a space, in space. And uh, eventually, uh, a message comes from this uh, device that indicates that they haven't found this uh, um, part that would, uh, would, able, would be able to be added to the other to, to make this healing possible. So, that's the message, but then at the same time, a third somebody, or nobody really, but some presence moves through this, uh, the same 
device space. And all of a sudden, there is a message uh, that indicates, yes, now the missing component has been found. And at the same time as, as it, it indicates that, it also indicates, and the, this missing component has been added or infused or um, placed into the one from whom it's missing to potentially enable healing to uh, take place in, in that composition. Now, something, something wonderful, in other words, full of wonder, the, the bounty of wonder of, of this creative earth takes place in my, my constitution. I'm delighted, energized, that whatever it is has been found and has been already passed to where it's needed. And at the same time, I have no idea who the other is. I will never know. The other will never know where it came from. And it's not recorded anywhere where somebody can dig into into some kind of a medical library and found out who was the donor and who was the recipient. A lovely space opens up in me. Space of the bounty of being Lowry, of being me. This potential opens in the dream world, and yet when I start entering back into my body being, I'm just, I'm so grateful, I'm so full of life, I'm so energized, I'm so, and even, even now as I'm speaking these words to you, very, very sort of little droplets of water are forming around my eyes, and they're not, uh, well, they, they may be tears, but they're tears of joy, or gratitude, or, or beauty. So, what this reveals to me is the impersonal nature of this energetic universe, this energetic uh, um, cosmos. I have no need to personalize this experience. Just as I'm not personalizing experience with you, the other, you are there, or where, wherever there is. But I'm speaking to no body about no thing. And again, this sort of relaxation in my, in my composition, my whatever this is, this this body being partially still earth matter, but mainly space and perception. And it's all taking place right here, right now, just as I am, just as everything is. 
and a gratitude rises in me that I am allowed to speak to you, the other. There's a union taking place in space and being. And it's the spirit of life which makes me also spirited all of a sudden in this aging, this aging compost heap that I am. <laughs> and all is well. And out of this space wells the bounty of living life. And at the same time, I'm dying to the past. It's gone, it's gone, it's gone. And I let it go, and I let it go, and I let it go. Just like this. Just now. <laughs>